Hey, this is the Nobody Likes Casey McLean podcast. Please check out my stand-up dates at thecaseymcclain.com. Also, follow me on all social media at thecaseymcclain. Check out stand-up clips and videos of mine at youtube.com slash McLean. This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is where I host this podcast. It's where the file sits. It's also a great place if you want to start a podcast where you can record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When you're hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast to all the listening platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Whatever you're listening to this podcast on, you can get your podcast to that platform very easily. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, it's the Nobody Likes Casey McLean podcast. You're back for another episode and so am I. Thank you for tuning in. I actually, uh, I've had to cancel a couple comedy shows. Oh, we got a very annoying noise that popped up in the background. I've had to cancel a, uh, a couple of comedy shows um, for 10 to 14 days, if that gives you any uh, hint. I'm not going to get into specifics right now because, one, I feel like, um, first off, no imminent danger. If you're worried about that, there's no imminent danger. Um, but the responsible thing to do was to cancel comedy shows for 10 to 14 days. When everything is resolved, uh, I will talk about it a little bit more because I have some opinions that have cropped up from this. And, um, yeah. So, come back again. Maybe the Thursday episode. Maybe the next Monday episode. But I will talk more about why I had to cancel comedy shows for 10 to 14 days. But, uh, anyway, thank you for, uh, for tuning in. I'm excited to be doing a podcast. I, uh, hopefully I, you know, I have a couple, I have a couple, a uh, couple podcast related irons in the fire. So keep an eye out here. I'll be talking about those at some point. Um, all right. The, uh, I sent out a tweet slash Instagram post slash Facebook message slash I put it on every social media and I asked for voicemails, uh, 253-237-3217. If you didn't see those posts and you'd like to send a voicemail, I'd love to have you send a voicemail. Um, and I'll play, there's a very good chance that I will play your voicemail online. Also, I'd like to start a Patreon for this. I'd like to I'd like to just keep um adding shit to this podcast and I'd like to uh you know, in my my ultimate dream would be to do it like 3 days a week, roughly what we have now, a half hour of me talking. I'd like to have at least one guest on a week. Uh, what I want to know, and I'd love your feedback and you can uh, send it in a voicemail or you could send it in uh let's see, do I have Nobody likes Casey McLean at gmail.com. If I don't, I'm going to have it in moments. Let's see if I have this. I think that I have this email address, but let's see. Add another account. Should I just yell my, I just start telling you my password. Let's, let's create an account. Maybe for myself. Uh, 
first name, Casey, last name, McLean. I'm doing this on Gmail, on the fly. It's very exciting. Nobody likes Casey McLean at gmail.com. Password is, um, my balls are sweaty. Oh, it looks like it worked. All right. All right. It looks like it worked. Um, send what you like. If you subscribe to Patreons, I'd love to know what ones you subscribe to. What do you find valuable in a Patreon? Uh, what I'd like at the minimum, I mean, obviously like ad free episodes, uh, who wants to, to hear that fucking ad over and over again? Every time I listen to this podcast myself, I'm like, Jesus, is this asshole still running that ad? Um, but also like, I think there's kind of a fun, I know there's some people who, uh, are like, oh, here I'm doing, and this is very, this is very bad podcasting. I'm literally creating a Gmail address as we, um, and I had, I had some, uh, celebratory alcoholic beverages today, not to get too specific about what's going on in my life, but I had a couple celebratory, uh, alcoholic beverages, which I've been making a, a habit of doing this podcast buzz. I don't know if that's good or bad. I have a couple, uh, let's see. Do No, I don't want that. I don't, what are we doing here? Gmail got more complicated. What do we, can I skip this? Okay, let's, I'll look at it, I guess. Not now. And I agree. Okay. Nobody likes Casey McLean at gmail.com. One C in McLean. And send me what you like out of Patreons and shit like that. And I'll, I'll read it and take it into consideration. Um, one of the things I think that would be pretty obvious also is, so like extra episodes, like a Patreon exclusive episode, I think uh, priority voicemail. Uh, if this, if you guys like this voicemail thing, and we're gonna see, we're gonna see if you like this voicemail thing. It might stink, it might fall completely flat and bomb. So, um, come see me do stand up comedy. I believe at this moment, I believe that I will be at uh, Laughs Comedy Club in Seattle and the Roxy Theater in Bremerton, both on December 17th, and I believe, as of right now, that I will be in Fort Wayne, Indiana, New Year's Eve, uh, the December 30th through January 1st, opening for Steve Renazizi, which is going to be very, very fun, and it will be, I have found out, I said this on the last episode, I believe, but it will be the opening weekend of that club, which is both an honor and also it's going to be so fucking fun to be out there. I've never been there. I've never been at one of these clubs on the opening weekend and it's just going to be so much fun. So if you live in Fort Wayne, Indiana, if you have friends that live in Fort Wayne, Indiana, this is part of a chain of comedy clubs. If you've met me at Spokane comedy club, Bricktown comedy club, uh, Tacoma comedy club is my home club. Um, if you've met me at any of those clubs, these same people own that those clubs. So it's going to be, tell your friends in uh, in Fort Wayne or in the surrounding area. I have no idea the geography of Indiana. Tell them to come on out, please. Um, I imagine those tickets will sell pretty quickly. So uh, I would love it if you told, uh, if you told your friends and some, we had some friendlies there. Um, okay. I have... First off, I had, uh, <laughs> I'll just keep referring to this. 
in it. You guys are going to know what you know what I'm talking about, okay? But I'm just not going to say it because it's not 100% my business to say at this moment. And I also don't want to I don't want to, you know, I, it, there's a reason. There's a reason. And we'll talk about it on uh on next probably next Tuesday. Will probably be the episode that I I actually talk about why I canceled comedy shows for 10 to 14 days. Uh okay. But I um was supposed to have a show on December 1st and shout out. There's a couple podcast listeners that came out. I actually don't even know. Once I found out how the attendance was, I did not ask again. Um, airport tavern. It's been pretty goddamn light at times. There's been some shows that have been amazing by the way. And I thought that I had figured out something with the ads. And then I did a really dumb thing. I realized I was supposed to headline that show because I'm trying to, I wanted to have another shot at recording this chunk of material that I'm trying to record. And I think I missed the opportunity at Tacoma Comedy Club with Andy Woodhull. Uh, I was, there was a joke that I needed to get. There's one joke that I fucked up that I want to be on that recording. And I was going to try to get it on the, uh, on the show. I was supposed to be there today. Uh, what would have been during the Seahawks game, it turns out but I was supposed to be there today and I was not. And, um, one joke I needed to pick up and I didn't get it. So I think it's probably, I'm probably just going to put out the recording from last best comedy club in Montana. But I, I, uh, I, so I ran this ad the, by the way, airport taverns, a free show. I get a budget and I pay the comics. I, I have lost money on that show. I want you to know I have lost money trying to get people to come out to that show and I can't figure out. I know there's a, we have a new club in the area that's giving that's in a similar area. That's giving away a lot of free tickets. I don't know if they are facing the exact same struggles that I am meaning like, is it a neighborhood issue? Because if you're not from Washington state, Tacoma, Washington has a reputation that it's certainly earned in the past, but it does not, I don't think that it deserves necessarily any more for good or for bad, by the way, uh, the, the worst neighborhoods in Tacoma by reputation historically have also been like many cities. They are the neighborhood na- neighborhoods with the most minorities and with the lowest incomes. And so there's like, obviously there is comp, there are complicated reasons why, uh, whatever, you know what I'm saying? We're, we're, uh, we can speak freely. We could talk honestly here. What I'm saying is, is I don't know if people are scared to come to this neighborhood because it remains one of these like ethnically and, um, income diverse neighborhoods. I don't know. I'm, I'm listen, I will find any excuse to excuse my own failure. So if it has to be something that's kind of questionable racially, that's kind of insensitive, but it makes me feel better about failing to promote the show, I will do that. I will do that is what I'm saying. Anyway, this other, I did a thing the other day that was like, not that it was just a fuck up in a completely separate and unrelated way, which is I ran a hundred dollars in ads and I, I fucking linked to 
the dashboard that I use to like edit these events on eventbrite.com, which means that anybody that clicked on this link went to a link. They went to like a, a login screen or something like that. And I know that because I did it on a different browser and I was like, you stupid motherfucker. And when did I find out? Did I find out $10 into that hundred dollars? Did I find out $30 into that hundred dollars? Did I find out $80 into that hundred dollars? No, I found out $100 into that $100 and probably too late to resubmit the ad and have it run. Um, it was very disappointing, very frustrating. I think I did end up running another ad, but the, the, the attendance was pretty weak. And so I don't know, folks, I don't know. I'd love it if you came out to that show. Uh, I don't know if it's going to survive. It's certainly not going to survive if we're getting a couple people every week because the bar, the bar gives me a budget, but I can't, I can't reasonably as like a good partner keep throwing their money at this thing that they're giving me. And like I said, I've lost money on it, but that's because I'm trying to make people come out. However, I fucked up so royally. I thought I had figured out an ad thing. And then I got 135 people to click on this ad link only to go to a screen that was not the fucking event that I wanted them to get free goddamn tickets to. Oh my God. It was so stupid. So, and then today I was supposed to headline the brunch show at Tacoma Comedy Club. And the brunch show is something that's very near and dear to my heart because it's an idea that I stole and brought to Tacoma. I stole it directly from the comedy cellar in New York. The last time my wife and I went to New York, we visited the comedy cellar and we went to a brunch show. And it was, by the way, like just killer fucking comics and every one of them thought they were bombing. And of course, I don't know what it's like to be on stage at that comedy club. So, but I know that I loved all their stuff, which is like a very non-comedian thing to do, which is to go like, well, I liked you. I mean, I liked you, but the, the crowd, I thought the crowd enjoyed them too. I didn't think it was going that bad, but they all kept coming down and saying that they were bombing. And so, uh, I felt some allegiance to the show because I was the one I've been suggesting it since then. And then the pandemic created this opportunity for Tacoma Comedy Club to open a breakfast company. So now every weekend they serve breakfast. By the way, Tacoma Breakfast Company, Grit City Breakfast. I think that's what it's called, Grit City Breakfast. I did, by the way, when I was in Spokane, I was walking around. They have a they have like an iconic diner there called the Satellite Diner. And I went there for breakfast and they I did a very Northwest thing, which is I walked in. And they go, oh, you can sit, you could get served right now if you go sit at that spot at the bar, which I'm not, I'm not against sitting at the bar, uh, but you have to be between those two people. And I was like, oh man, it's a pretty tight squeeze between these people. I don't know these people. It'll be a little bit awkward for sure. And then they go, and it will be like a 45 minute wait. So let me go check and see if there's a spot in that that's a little more comfortable in the bar area of this diner, the lounge area of this diner. And I go, okay, well, I'm going to run up the street and see if there's, um, and she goes, oh yeah, come back. I'll be, I'll be here. And then I just never came back. I just ghosted this lady. And, uh, then I went there by the way that night, she wasn't there, but I went there to, that night and did some drinking. Had a, uh, I had a buddy that was in town and I, uh, after my last show of the night, I hopped over there and had a shot and a beer with my buddy. I think I had two beers, shot two beers. 
And anyway, how do we get there? Why was I talking about that? Um, oh my God. This, this, this is why nobody likes this podcast. This is why nobody likes me, including myself. <sighs> I don't know why I'm talking about this. Um, ads, whatever. Uh, oh, because while I, the thing that I started walking to next, because I was trying to find the next place that I was going to try is that this is also alcohol related that I can't fucking remember anything. It was called Spokane breakfast company. And I was like, Oh cool. I'll check that out. And I went to go there and I realized that it was Spokane comedy club, Spokane breakfast company that I don't think is open right now. I mean, check it out, check your local Yelp if you live out there. But I walked almost all the way there before realizing that this is like the same fucking thing that's going on in my town. And, um, with the same company, the same company owns these places. So I, anyway, uh, I was supposed to do the brunch show today. It ended up being my buddy Chase Myers. I hope if you went, if you went looking for me, you might've got a better show. Chase is a great comic. He has, I think my favorite comedy merch of any comedian, he's got these shirts. He's got a joke about it, so I'm not going to give away the joke, but he's got these shirts that just say some college in the animal house font across them. And I fucking love them. I've wanted one. I think he just doesn't want my fat body in one. I think he's intentionally not giving me one of these shirts, but I've wanted one for a long time. So anyway, Chase is uh chase, chase did that show. And then I got a, I did get a message from, I'm also running an ad, a more successful ad for a show that Gabe Rutledge and I are doing on January 21st at uh North bend, theater and we are we got a a message i think it was gabe's material that got the message but the lady message let me see if i can pull it up actually this is i got an email pages let's see pages facebook very exciting very exciting um, messages follow me by the way on Facebook at the Casey McLean this woman messaged me very much obviously about these shows a video she had seen an ad she had seen and it said can I say that you can be just as funny without the profanity this causes me not to come to anyone's show a comic that the that doesn't need profanity shows skills. Now I want to, I want to start with this. Uh, first off, I just irrationally start defending Gabe because I, well, first off I started defending it as though it was me. I didn't even connect that it was not about me at first. And then I sent a message. I said, which of the greatest, greatest comedians ever worked clean. And there are good clean comedians. Let's be clear on that. Um, Jim Gaffigan's clean. Nate Bargatze's clean. Brian Regan is clean. What I was curious about is if this lady knew who any of these people were. And then the one that is the most clean and the most amazing and accomplished comedian, of course, is one. Let's see if I can get his uh, his full proper name. 
Ooh, baby. One William Henry Cosby Jr. worked primarily clean. You know, the heroic man named Bill Cosby worked uh, worked clean. And so she never responded. But I want to I want to start with this. Obviously there's a ton of skill involved in being able to be a completely clean comedian and get the same laughs. Of course. But there are absolutely jokes that you cannot do clean. Um and I'm not saying I'm the fucking barometer just cuz I can't do them clean doesn't mean that Bill Cosby couldn't do them clean. But I think Bill Cosby or Brian Regan or Jim Gaffigan would have a hard time telling an ass-eating joke clean. They might have an easier time. I have a joke about uh, taking erectile dysfunction medication. They might be able to tell that joke clean, but they might not be. They might just drop it from their act. This lady's also it's everybody has different tastes in fucking if you wouldn't like. I mean, maybe this lady would, by the way, but you you don't go to like a rapper and go, you know, actually, if you were a little bit cleaner, I would go see your show, Snoop Dogg. Of course not. You'd be a fucking psychopath to do that. Don't come see the show. We don't want you at the show, lady. I'm not going to say your name, but we don't want you at the show. We want people at, I mean, please, I'd be happy if you bought all the tickets and then just boycotted. That'd be fine. We'll give them away for free, but don't come to the fucking show lady uh and yeah i would also encourage by the way any of you if you if you go to a also especially if you go to see a comedian because you saw his dry bar special his or her dry bar special um go watch their fucking actual comedy first please go check that out because Dry bar specials are clean. That is why dry bar does those specials. That's what makes them actually kind of special, to be honest with you. I do think it's like fine and good. And I do think, like I said a couple episodes ago, the comedy should be for everybody and that Mormons do deserve a laugh. Also, this is going to go slightly off topic and then we'll get to voicemails because I promised that. I think I'll do three. I was going to do two per episode. 253-237-3217. Also, if you're a fucking, if you're a coward, please feel free to send a text. I will also read a text. But, um, and if you want, include your name in these. Because I know who some of these people are based on area codes and content. I'm not going to say who you are because I'm a, I'm a fucking good person. But if you want me to say your name, yeah, let me know. All right. Now, man, now I want to know who's... Now I'm trying to think of whose voicemails I want to play. Uh, The Book of Mormon, if it was made about any religion... Like, South Park makes fun of Islam. They make fun of Scientology. They make fun of Christianity. They make fun of Mormonism. They make fun of fucking everything. And kudos to them. They do offensive accents they make fun of disabled people they make fun of fucking everybody it truly is i don't even watch the show but it's like an equal opportunity it's hard to fight against what south park is doing because they do go after truly everybody uh however if somebody made the book of muslim like the book of mormon is about mormons and i don't give a shit about mormons any more than anybody else 
I grew up around a bunch of Mormons. I don't have a negative opinion of Mormons, but if you went after Muslims in a musical comedy like the Book of Mormon, you'd be fucking shot in the middle of off-Broadway. And because they're Mormons, because they're, you know, we view them as silly and they're white, it's fine. And they're great sports about it overall, by the way. I'm sure there are Mormons who watch that and their feelings are genuinely hurt by how Mormons are depicted in the Book of Mormon. But we, but they have to accept it because they're Mormons and we don't give a shit about Mormons. Um, okay, let's play some voicemails. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. What do we start with? Um, what is this one? Oh, here's one. So I was wondering, you know, why you hate Eugene, Oregon so much. Thanks. So I do know who this is and he didn't include his name, so I'm not going to say his name, but, uh, you know who you are. You know, I'm talking directly to you right now. This man wants me to be booked in Eugene, Oregon, and I want to be booked in Eugene, Oregon, but it has nothing to do with Eugene, Oregon. To me, I don't hate Eugene, Oregon, because the only thing that makes Eugene even worth caring about is the fact that Nike's there, and I can't fit into fucking Nikes, okay? Oh, yeah, University of Oregon. That's that's a funded, that is a a booster-funded professional program. Nike funds it. It's still a Nike thing. Uh, I don't care about, about Phil Knight. I don't care about Nike. I don't care about your stupid football program. It's not a real city. If it didn't have Nike, it would be another generic Oregon city. It would be poor man's bend. It would be like Ellensburg, Washington. Imagine a city that you live in, in the state you live in. If you're listening from a different state where half the population are college students. And when they leave for the summer, businesses shut down. Uh, the, the place gets a million times more Republican. The, uh, it's Eugene is just a generic Northwest small college town. I don't hate Eugene, Oregon, because I don't care enough about Eugene, Oregon to hate them. However, book me out there and I'll love you. I'll love you, Eugene, Oregon. I, uh, I like what, where have I been in Oregon? I like Grant's pass. Um, I did a joke. I might, this, this might end up on a, on some kind of recording at some point, but I had a joke about Grant's Pass because I found out, I went to Grant's Pass the first time and I was like walking around town and it's like a little slower pace than where I'm from and it's, it's enjoyable. And when you go to those kinds of places, even before the pandemic, but by the way, especially in the pandemic, but before the pandemic, you go to those places and you go, fuck, what would it be like to live here? This might be fun. It might be cool. Everyone's so nice. And then you realize when you text a friend about Grants Pass, Oregon, he goes, oh, I saw you're in Grants Pass. And I go, oh, yeah, people are very friendly here. I like it. And he goes, oh, yeah, actually, the uh, white supremacists from northern Idaho moved there after their compound was was sieged or whatever. And I was like, oh, no wonder everyone's so friendly to me here. I'm one of the tribe, if you will. Um yeah, I mean, uh, Eugene's fine, I guess, probably. I don't know. I've never been there. I like, it's unfair also. I'd probably like it if I went there, but it's unfair to go there as a comic because you stay there for two days. I don't have to commute in your shitty city. I don't have to, I don't have to try to find a partner in your shitty, stupid town. I don't have to, uh, you know what I mean? Like the, it's different. It's different, uh, to visit a place. So yeah, I'd probably like it. I'm standing by. It probably sucks. 
Um, okay, let's play another voicemail. Um, boy, which one do I play? Which one? Oh man, there's there's actually like a lot of good ones. Two five three two three seven three two one seven. Um, here I'll play this one because I think it's got some kind of relevant uh, relevant to now stuff. Hi, my name's Luke, or at Drumhitta on Twitter. I just finished. I'll start with that. I don't like. I don't like you're trying to rhyme Drumhitta and Twitter. I'll start with that. That's your podcast. Uh, I believe it was titled "Comedy for Everyone." And as a conservative, I have to say uh, I've been conditioned to being bashed, and now I feel left out. Uh, so total failure on your part, you son of a bitch. Listen, if it wasn't for failure, I would never do comedy. There's, I just love it. I can't take it's. I uh, I said a couple episodes ago that I want my comedy to work for conservatives. Also, I know a lot of people who don't care about that. I know a lot of people who really only want a certain group, like a certain set of people, to enjoy their comedy. And I'd never want to be like that. I want if I was going to talk about like a dream comedy audience, it would be what Andrew Schultz has done and it's Andrew Schultz audiences are like ethnically diverse, uh, uh, income diverse. Like I was saying before they are, they are politically diverse and I, that's what I would like. I would like it if I like the idea of multiple brands of people enjoying my comedy. And it's not just because I think that is like, it's actually like moral because I do think it's actually more profitable right now. And I saw it in Spokane, but it's more profitable to kind of like become an extreme. Tim Dillon is this, right? Like I like, I think Tim Dillon is remarkably talented, but he's playing into a character. And even when he says that he likes something or believes something, a lot of times it's of course a joke. And I don't want my, first off, I don't think I'm that qualified to talk about politics, but yeah. Anyways, Luke slash drum hitter on Twitter. Everyone, you, um, you're welcome to go after him because he gave his Twitter handle. It's probably, you're probably going to get nothing, Luke, but thank you for, uh, for, uh, for consuming this podcast. I don't do, you've probably never seen me do comedy. Actually, you're, I think you're like an Oregon guy, right? Uh, what we got an area code here. You're, I think you're Oregonish. I can't remember. There's like not. Uh, there's so few fans that I actually know. Like, I'm like, oh yeah, I have the home address of 75 percent of the people that actually enjoy my comedy and podcast. All right, there's one out there. Um, that I'm gonna wait until next week to do. So let's see. Here we go. I think this is the one. What's up, bro? I was sitting here on the toilet dropping a deuce, and I saw your post on the gram, and I was like, man, I got to call this motherfucker. We saw you out at Tacoma Comedy Club, man, and it, it was, I mean, it was okay. It was okay. I mean, like, we laughed. Classic guy that won't, hey, listen, He. I know who this is, I believe. Came out with his wife. Classic guy. Can't accept that I'm funny. Can't accept it. It's a lot. I'm fucking like. He's starting to accept it. 
you totally cracked everybody out. But you know, he's fully accepted. But he's gonna. I think he's gonna backtrack. I have a transcript of it in front of me. Okay, you know, you fucking killed it. But he fucking loves me. You know, you know. Anyway, bro, he wants to fuck me so bad. He wants to fuck me so bad. Hope you get some voicemails from other people taking deuces and uh, take care of yourself, man. Best of luck in your career. You're funny as fuck. Keep doing your shit. Thank you, by the way. I think I know who you are. You didn't include your name, and I think that is a on on purpose thing. If I know who you are, um, it's because you want to fuck me so bad. <laughs> I just start I just start accusing fans of wanting to fuck me. Uh, <laughs> uh. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. There, if it's the person I think it is, which I think it is, let's see. Do we have? Oh, you know what? There's two. <laughs> there's two phone numbers from that area code, so it's possible that that's not the person I think it is, <laughs> which would be very funny. But I do appreciate it. It's very much. Uh, you've, if you're the person I think you are, you've been very supportive, and thank you. Uh, I'm gonna give you one more. And there's a, I have a, I'm going to, if you're listening and I didn't play yours, I have, a, I have several more available, but feel free to 253-237-3217. Cause of this next guy, I have a story about that's very funny. Um, hey, my name's Travis and, uh, somebody got me to watch love actually. And we're going into the Christmas season. I'd never seen it. Let me tell you. I felt like a glass of red wine away from being one of the Sex and the City women. She got me to watch this by myself. I'm laughing and crying all at the same time, and I'm really questioning my masculinity. Please help. So I've never seen Love Actually. My presumption is that you're right to, like, I thought Love Actually was, what did I think it was? Has it never been kissed? Never been kissed. Yeah, I thought it was never been kissed. So, uh, I don't know, buddy. Hold strong. Uh, you've already watched it. You already got. Uh, you already got whatever. The jab, the love actually jab. Is that a thing? Um, you know, I don't know. Did it make it into your rotation? Is it one of your favorite movies now? I have. I'm trying to think of what the. I cried at a movie. The first movie that I cried at was called, it's called About Time, which I think I talked to Andy Woodhull about this, but it, no, I talked to a guy named John Gard about this, who's a comic who I did. He was the MC the weekend I worked with Andy Woodhull. And he was very great. He's very, he's a great comic, by the way. Go check. I don't know what his social media is. I don't know. He hates social media, I think, as much as I do. So, and by hate it, I mean like, I love going on there and making jokes, but I don't, I'm not really like good or interested in the part that's like good for business. You know what I mean? Like, um, creating a brand or whatever that shit is. I, in fact, I refuse to make it anything but just like some place where I go talk some shit when I feel like it. But, um, so the first movie I cried at was called About Time. It is a movie that I've seen. A couple times I cried at it the second time, not the first watch, because the second watch was after I had my daughter. And it's a movie that's very, very 
as a as a dad, I'm about to cry talking about it. As a dad, it it hit different. It slapped different, as the kids say. Uh, as a as a dad, it slapped different because there's a lot of stuff in there that's just about like father son relationships and father child relationships, and you're the kind of integration of two families. These the family that you create and the family that you've had your whole life, you know, and um. I have not seen Love Actually. I'm terrified to watch it. Now, I'm sure my wife has seen it, but I'm terrified to to actually give it a chance. Vigo Mortensen's in it, which what a what a I there's a there is a voicemail by the way with a uh, a, a pretty on the nose um, taken reference. Is that his name? Vigo Mortensen. Is that who the guy is? No, that's what's that guy's name? I got the wrong guy. I got the wrong uh, big. Liam Neeson, Vigo Mortensen is a different person. Those are different people. I just found this out right now. Love Actually features Liam Neeson, and is is Liam Neeson in uh, Eastern Promises? No, there's no way. I think that Vigo Morton Mortensen and Liam Neeson might be the same. Yeah, it's Vigo Mortensen. Vigo Mortensen. These are pretty similar people, especially in Eastern Promises. They're they. I think they look quite similar. Let's see how far apart they are in age. Man, Eastern Promises is like an underrated movie, I think. But now let's find out what it is on Rotten Tomatoes because I know that I'm just going to be angry. I have a very good. There's a very good probability that I'm just going to be angry at. Ah, Rotten Tomatoes, Eastern... I'm going to get to the funny story about Travis, by the way, because Travis dropped a line on me that was one of the funniest non-comic things I've ever heard anyone say. Eastern Promises. 2007 gangster movie, Russian gangsters, Naomi Watts, Viggo Mortensen. Where are we at? Oh, shit, 89%. Okay, I agree with it. It's a very good movie. Um, okay, so Travis is a comedy fan in Spokane, and he's very funny. Um, I don't think he does comedy. I think he's got, let's see, actually, let me see if I can promote his business, because I'm about to tell a story that um, is, I don't think it's embarrassing, but it's like revelatory, vulnerable. It's none of those things, really, but... Here he is. What do you, what's your business called? Is this you? Yeah, it is. Okay. Uh, I don't know if this is, are you a public person, Travis? Man. Travis, if you listen to this podcast, tell me if you're a public person, because I will happily promote your business on a later episode. I thought you had a business. Um, and now I'm wondering. Okay, so Travis is a man that is in a wheelchair. He's wheelchair-bound. I don't know exactly what conditions uh, Travis has, but he walked, or he, he, uh, <laughs> he rolled into a comedy show that I did. By the way, he did. I, I talked about it on this podcast for sure, but I'm happy to talk about it again because, weirdly, two additional people from that night, three people from that night, we're also at Spokane Comedy Club the weekend I was with uh, J.P. Sears. 
and Travis rolls in and it's this room, by the way, there's a, like, I think prior to the show at one point there were like six people and the show was like very close to starting. And then, uh, like a group of six 13 year old girls came in and decided they were going to watch comedy night. And I tried so hard to just turn them off of the show with my cleanest material. And then I was like, I don't have enough material to not do dirty shit for these girls. And so I, uh, yeah, I did them all. I did the whole fucking, it's, it wasn't good. It was not a happy time for anyone. Everyone was uncomfortable. Everybody in the room, the girls didn't like it. They didn't leave. They bought merch shirts. I don't know what the ethics of selling t-shirts to 13 year old girls is, but they purchased them anyway. But when Travis came in, it was very funny because he comes in and he's in a wheelchair and, uh, I'll let Travis, you, you can look up Travis if in the future I find out that he is in fact a public person and he doesn't mind me saying who he is, but it's, it's even funnier. I think when you see Travis in a wheelchair, what he said, because he walks in and the producer of the show sitting there and they obviously know each other and he comes in and he starts telling the guys, Dees Casillas is the name. Good man. Good, uh, Spokane comp comedian and producer. He starts like kind of giving him shit, but I don't realize the dynamic. So I go, are you like the boss in here? And Travis goes, uh, oh man, it's just, a, it'd be so much funnier if you would, could see his Instagram right now. Cause I'm just staring at his, his fucking, uh, wheel, him and in the wheelchair, but he goes, no, I'm not the boss. The last time I talked shit to Dees, look what he did to me. And he's like in the wheelchair. It was very funny. I laughed really hard. It's one of the funniest things. Perfect tension breaker for a by the way two dudes in wheelchairs at that show i believe and another guy maybe faking it looked like a very able-bodied if you recall travis all right um please check out my stand-up dates at dkcmcclain.com slash calendar uh you know follow me at dkcmcclain everywhere thank you for listening to this podcast and i will talk to you soon